Welcome to. Oh, that is loud when I if I get a little bit high. Uh-huh. Can we get me down a wee bit? <laughs> Welcome to episode ten of the Anti Coffee Coffee Club, where we take a sideways look at coffee and coffee culture in Scotland, the UK, and worldwide. With me, your host Todd Whiteford. Ah, shit! I haven't thought of a funny. Um, Too late. Right. Freestyle. Too late. Uh, you just gotta do with it. me, the very much the Alvin of the group. <laughs> Simon over there, Tony Lee Johnson, and little tabby Theodore, the chipmunk. It's Courtney Francis Brennan. What's good here? Yeah, you know what's not good here? You. This is all wrong. Nope. This is the first time I've How dare you? I wasn't quite sure what I'd just seen, but I knew it was time for me to leave. We've just had big pizzas and we're drinking some beers. The first time we've ever consumed alcohol on the on the air. Hopefully we can record responsibly. And there's a big silence. Great content, guys. <laughs> Should well we done. have had a nap before recording? Yeah, no, I'm just letting it settle. What I was going to say is, th- in the, the cycling, <coughs> but in the car, you know, when Froome and those lot go downhill on the tour, they want to try and get ahead of the group so they can get a team car behind them to get radio communication because then they tell them what cor- corners are coming up. Yeah. So they'll like tell them like left, like a rally driver would to yeah. a yeah, yeah. partner, and then they can absolutely fly down the corners. It's clever. That it's mad. What's the, do you know your top speed on a bike you've ever been? Yeah, 101 kilometers. Shh. Like the Nurburgring. Nurburgring. Round the round the Nurburgring. Yeah. How, where is the uh, heavy downhill? Yeah. Yeah, massive down there. There's so also 20, a big hill. There's a lot of big hills. It's twenty. It's like twenty-four k a lap. Mm. We did right. a twenty-four hour race there. Me and four on a bicycle. On a bicycle, yeah. And so you ride through the night, but you do shifts. So you go. There's four in a group. I think you can do two in a group. We had four in our group. And then one person starts, and I think they did two laps, and we were just swapping every two laps. And then you just have to find some sleep in between, and then do. Oh. We should go and do it. It's an I'd amazing be well race. Up for that. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. Best cycle race I've ever done you wouldn't find me going 100 k's well I I went 94 96 on one of my first laps because you you took yeah and like it's a straight downhill do you tuck like off the saddle and onto the crossbar yeah under the saddle proper to call in Peter Sagan style and then when you go in when you get to the bottom there's a big compression so you feel and so a lot of crashes on the on the bottom section because people are going so fast and you can't hold the compression you get speed wobble on the bars. Yeah. Um, is it yeah. reverse? What's that? Is it reverse track? No, it's no. Not, you're going forwards. Eh? No, but <laughs> you far can. Too <laughs> difficult <laughs> <to> reverse. You, <laughs> how far can you go backwards? <laughs> um, no, because yeah, you can do it two ways. Yeah. There's uh no. We went standard way, normal way. That's hard. And uh, yeah, so I did 96 or something, and then Alex, another guy in our group came back and he had a hundred on his garment and I was like shit <laughs> so I went out and I think my last two laps I did 101 are you quite competitive in that way where if someone shows you a Strava segment or a speed you're like I've got that normally not I think that was more of it's a challenge to get over 100 isn't it mm-hmm. so it was the fact that a triple like I wanted to get yeah, over 100 and when someone else does something that I want to do then it's like <laughs> Like if someone wins and I don't think I can win, then I'm not really that competitive about, I'm, I'm happy to lose. Yeah. But if someone, 
maybe achieve something that I also want to achieve, then I probably get competitive in that sense mm. that I want to get to that point more close by as well. Probably. Mm. But I'll never do it again. It was scary. Yeah. I've, I've been, if you look at my Strava, 66 Ks an hour. Not that fast. Down, down from the left. And that's scary enough. And I had a wee speed wobble. Yeah. But I'm quite, I'm, I'm more of a climber than a descender. Yeah. Like, I'm quite happy to breathe hard and just churn it out. But, yeah, downhill, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit, of, a, bit of a nervous nelly. <laughs> it's all relative as well, isn't it? Because, like, if you're, going, if you're going down a country lane on a bike and there's tree cover, like, overhead and to the side, yeah, then it feels like you're going faster. Whereas, because yeah, yeah, you're on, yeah. on the Nürburgring, you're on a, such a wide track that when you go in, actually, you t- can't tell that you're doing... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, if you're so on, like, a runway at an airport... Yeah be like you could be flying and not yeah, know it um, on kind of in the similar vein of just speaking about sports i reached out to one of my friends uh you both know him oh one of the most famous sports people around wow. and i just wondered if he could send us a wee a, a wee message oh amazing and uh, he came back with this which i thought was quite good hello there boys tyson fury here lineal heavyweight champion of the world I sorted out that bum, that bum, that daughter, Deontay Wilder. And you know what, guys? It was your coffee that got me through. I took it over uh, to America with me. And uh, fantastic stuff. Absolutely brilliant. So keep up the good work. I've got a bone to pick with one of you. There's one of you calls himself Clean Tony. Is it Calm Tony? Now, Calm Tony, I would love to take you on to find out who's the calmest. You call yourself Cam. I, do you think you're really that Cam? Well, if you think you're that calm, why not come and take on the Gypsy King Tyson Fury? And we'll see who's the calmest. And whoever's the calmest will become the lineal calm champion of the world. Guys, loving your work. Keep it up. And of course, if you need anything, get in touch with the Gypsy King Tyson Fury. All the best. Love. See you later. <laughs> so, Amazing. the challenge has been laid down. Challenge to be calmer than the Fury. <laughs> if anything your names are the your polar opposites yeah. just in terms of your name alone exactly it's a oxymoron isn't it mm. to be a calm well, one of you certainly is <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever punched someone no no well probably my brother but not like i never punched someone out of fury mm. i don't think courtney i imagine you've tried to fist bump someone and <laughs> accidentally <laughs> rattled their jaw because of your big bungling. No, I, I don't like punching people, but I will have. I reckon you've I don't cheeky punched someone in a rugby game, haven't you? <laughs> I reckon everyone has. <laughs> You're definitely that. <laughs> like, yeah. In, no. the, in the rock, just... <laughs> yeah. You just see <laughs> like elbows. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm usually on the other end of that. Yeah. People doing that to me. Yeah. Someone did that in Brooklyn Nose. <laughs> oh, have you, have you ever punched anyone, Todd? <clears throat> um... Other than yourself? Again, no, not, not really. I've been in, I I would say I've been in one skirmish, scuffle, where it wasn't me that, I wasn't the the central antagonist, but I was sort of put in a position where I was like, if I don't do something, it's going to look bad in the morning. So I basically like windmilled into a group and (laughs) and like, I don't think I actually connected with anyone, but I just managed to get one guy and push him up against the bar. And then the bouncer 
grabbed me from behind and I was just like that yes <laughs> brilliant hold me back <laughs> and I was like I'm cool I'm cool and then he, he basically threw me out which was lo- lovely and he was like I'm I'm throwing you out because you've been involved in a fight and I was like it's fine I understand <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go home anyway but I didn't like I actually didn't I did nothing and I, I would say I didn't cause any physical damage to another human which is good but my mate who was my flatmate at the time was the central antagonist and he also started the fight okay. with a big group and so we got a taxi home and he was sort of like had a bloody lip and stuff but he was just like me I'm so happy that you stuck up for me man mm-hmm. and I was just like that yes <laughs> that's it pal points <laughs> have you um, have you ever been punched mm, no no I got punched when I was at school by when I was a first year by a sixth year name him <laughs> I can't remember what her name was <laughs> um, yeah you assumed it was a, a man there Tony um, <laughs> no it was like there was a cr- our stairs always used to get crushed so there was a crush in the stairs and yeah like I was a small first year and this guy to me was like a man and he just turned around and I think he had mental problems but he basically rattled my jaw yeah I went to the matron and I was like, we have been punched. <laughs> and she made me look in the mirror and she was like, do you see anything different? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> Usually when I look in the mirror, I'm not crying. Yeah, so. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you see anything different? No, every time I look in the mirror, I am crying. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been punched, Colin? <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on <clears throat> Off the rugby field? Yep, I got punched um, by some little shit in the shed. I, I have no idea why this guy punched me, but he did. And he uh, and you didn't punch back then. No, I did not. Was it a clean KO? With me? No. Yeah. All right. Um, he just punched me, and I was like, "What the hell? What was <laughs> going on?" And uh, I kind of grabbed him and threw him to the ground. And oh, he did then, you? Yeah. He then got taken out of the club, and I got taken up to like the little first aid bit in the shed. There's a lift in the shed that never knew was there before. Nice. And just, uh, yeah, got patched up and then went home. Nice. You didn't Great stay fun. for a dance after? No. I hate clubs at the best of times, so I was happy to be out of there. What better reason to start <laughs> yeah, a fight? Yeah. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I watched a couple of Kevin Bridges' comedy shows recently on YouTube, and he talks about how people, like the service people in Topshop and H&M and stuff, come bounding over like a person who's never been punched before <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was good like sort of confidence that you have yeah, when yeah. you've never been punched before hi guys <laughs> alright join us next week for <laughs> have you ever been kicked I don't use my finger I don't use my finger I don't use my finger going hard will also come out quick. I don't use my finger anymore. I find I it, it makes my finger messy and slows me down. What do you want to talk about this week? I wanted to focus on Tony, but I yeah. feel like you weren't so keen to be I'm the center of attention. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good, all. wouldn't it, if we did like a deep therapy session <laughs> yeah. with one of us each week. 
Sick. I feel like you are in the middle seat of the table now, so it's yeah. your turn to get get all the questions, all the attention. <laughs> I don't really have much to say. Gosh, um, I've got a question for you. Where is th- where was the first coffee job? Where what like where did you first get gainful employment as a barista? In Roasters in Scarborough. It's like a little coffee shop. Like it was probably a Scarborough institution, maybe. Mm-hmm. After there's a little tea shop called Bonnet's and we used to go in there when we were like I used to go in there with my mum and dad on a Saturday mm-hmm. and we were in I had to go and do some uh shopping. Um but after Bonnet's yeah, Roasters was the next one. And I can't, that was saving up to go away um as a little side job after school I think. Right. Go away to Guatemala. Cheers. <laughs> did you go? I did, yeah. Oh, but nice. we did it. We did like a volunteering <coughs> thing. So I went over with my girlfriend at the time, and we had. I must have been a bit older. I must have, I must have been like seventeen then, or something. Well, yeah. And we, yeah, you have to pay to do the volunteering yeah, thing, yeah. but you get put with the family, and the, I think the money, most of the money went to the family and the rest of the organisation, and then. Yeah, had to pay for that, so I was saving up for that and a bit of extra cash cool. going over. You visit any coffee plantations? I did. We went to uh, Santa Isabel in Antigua. Nice. In Guatemala. So that's where we were staying in Antigua, which was beautiful. That's cool. Amazing. We were there for like three months. I feel that with you, every so often you'll just come out with a, <laughs> a very cool story or anecdote that you've never mentioned before. <laughs> like that. Or like, oh, I used to work for Rafa. Or I me. used to be John Rhodes cycling <laughs> instructor. <laughs> Whereas with me, I usually I, I telegraph it well in advance. <laughs> all my achievements, guys. If you don't remind me of my own achievements, then how did we even know I achieved it? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, so that's quite interesting. You how long were you there? So we were there, <coughs> I think we were volunteering for a month and a half or two months in a school. And teaching? Teaching, yeah. Which is cool because the first two weeks we were there we had like intensive one-on-one Spanish lessons Mm -hmm. and then and I had Spanish before I went but that was like really good to get one-on-one because the teacher was amazing Anna she was called and uh, Courtney's just raised his eyebrows (laughs) (laughs) but she was amazing and she was patient because for some reason I'm pretty slow and bad with languages like Mm. even in school I did Spanish to A level but never really got it yeah and then being over there i think you have to be immersed in it to get it better yeah but then we had to teach in spanish because the kids didn't have didn't obviously didn't know english yeah. so it was like a a school for indigenous children who like the is it quechua there's two so there's i'm not exactly sure there's a mayan uh the mayan population but i think that can be separated into um a couple of different mm groups i can't i wouldn't be able to say exactly because it's not uh, i won't be uh, i don't think it will be quechua i believe that's further south because that's andean isn't it yeah but that's guatemala yeah they don't have the andes i'm not so they were i don't know what they identified themselves as but that was cool because yeah we got to teach in spanish but the i got put in like the second so it was they were put in abilities rather than the age group Mm-hmm. So you'd have like children of a varying age, but they were all like super. I got the second highest ability level, so I was having to teach in my first week about the meaning of life. So there's like a syllabus that they have, and I had to teach about the meaning of life in Spanish, 
with these kids, oh. which was cool because we talked about a lot of stuff. And then we went like in science lessons, we did solar system and space and things. And like, did you talk about Uranus much? <laughs> 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 or any of the other planets <laughs> Jupiter, Pluto, Mercury <laughs> but what's nice over there is you c- there's no you don't feel like you can't like pick up the kids so like I was doing I had them set up and they were each each one of them like one was in the middle as the sun and then I'd pick them up and like rotate them around the oh, sun yeah. as like being a different planet to try and was um, but that was really good and then learning about like uh parts of the Spanish language that I didn't even know about but I had to teach them about which is basically just me looking at a book and doing some research and then okay diptong (laughs) (laughs) find out what a diptong is everyone because it's it's hard enough to describe the meaning of life in your own language with like yeah 30 odd years of thinking or not thinking about it but like being in it jeez good for you man it's good fun there's a couple of cool kids like Tito was one kid who was in it who was like the troublemaker of the class but he'd always be he was always like the heartfelt when he just had a short attention span mm. and there were a couple of <coughs> others in there who were like incredibly intelligent for the amount of education resources that they'd or like exposure they'd had before yeah. which is insane did you travel after that yeah and then we went to did a honduras nicaragua like popped into those two and then went up to mexico and belize nice well, Afterwards, which is did you surf in Belize? Uh, I didn't surf in Belize. Surfed in Mexico. Have you been surf? You've been surfing a long time. Uh, a fair time, yeah. We did it when we were growing up at school. Because you can surf Amazing. in Scarborough, right? Oh, I yeah. think I've been off mic this whole time. Oh, no, no, you, I've I've been able to hear you. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, fans. <laughs> Don't worry. <coughs> but yeah, Scarborough, you can surf in Scarborough. Have you guys been surfing before? You, you've been oh yeah, I'm an expert. You've yeah. been in Oz, haven't you? Mm, in no. Australia, no. Uh, You've been to Wales? Ah, yeah. Yeah. You've been surfing? Yeah. You can surf down there. Can you? Where have you been to? San Juan del Sur. Where? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Is it warm? Did you stand up? Yeah, twice. Did you? Twice, two times. Any photographic evidence? No. Okay. Your word against theirs. You don't have any photographic evidence that you're a dick, but you are. (laughs) 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 I don't have any photographic evidence of me falling off a surfboard. It was (laughs) never. It was class. We stayed at a wee hostel in San Juan del Sur and then got uh to just basically sat in the back of a truck down to this little beach nice. and then people just kind of went away their own wee way and i think we pretty much had the beach to ourselves and just like it's tried to surf nice. got stood up twice nice spent time. most of the other time playing with the wee crabs that are on the <laughs> beach <laughs> like tiny little uh hermit crabs <laughs> just like putting them in little races and like just putting them in little made a wee circle and then just tried to collect as many as i could put them in there how old were you <laughs> Uh, 24 <laughs> or something yeah <laughs> old enough <laughs> that's uh, I think that's my favourite part about surfing is actually being on the in the sea or like near the sea yeah 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 if you're, if you're on the beach I pretty much like see when I go surfing with Phil Phil's really good at surfing mm-hmm. like like really good and you're sort of the Keanu Reeves he's the Patrick Swayze yeah he's Bodie exactly. you're uh, Johnny Utah <laughs> not bad yeah and I'll normally just get a couple and then the rest of the time just enjoy being in the sea yeah. last time we were out in Pease Bay on the east coast there was a seal so I spent half of my time <laughs> waving at the seal <laughs> <laughs> but if you sing then the seals come to you <laughs> which is really weird so you have to sing like kiss from a rose <laughs> 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 
Awful. <laughs> um, Send us a message. Did you like that joke? Let us know. Did you not like that joke? Also let us know. Well, don't let us know. I'm a bit sensitive. Got old school massive dose. That does feel kind of good. That does feel kind of good. That does feel kind of good. It's not different or separate. It's not special. It's just foam. Well, actually, I make pewter for espresso. A little tickle of robusta in there. Beautiful drop there. Chock full of soluble material. It was chock full of solubles. It just looks so pretty. It looks so good. It just looks so pretty. It looks so good. It just looks so pretty. It looks so good. It just looks so pretty. It looks so good. It's not different or separate. It's not special. It's just foam. Do you have to be a witch to do a hex? Is that a witch thing or? Are you a witch? Get in touch. <laughs> Let us know. Which kind of witch? Um, what, <clears throat> what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, do, do you think certain names? So there's certain names that are definitely like not allowed anymore. Mm. Adolf. Adolf, for example. Right? You're not calling your kid Adolf since 1945. Yeah. Or Donald. But Joseph's still Do allowed. Joseph's still allowed. Jesus? In yeah. Latin America, for sure. Jesus. Right? Yeah. Mm. Karen? My cousin's called Karen. <laughs> yeah, like that. Big sponsor of the cartel. That's <laughs> quite an interesting one. Mm. Yeah. Getting ruined, isn't it? Sean's best friend's called Karen. Wait, what's happening with Karen? <laughs> yeah, so a Karen is, is a <clears throat> femme presenting right. 40 plus, probably, middle aged woman who is kind of unnecessarily angler, angry and maybe in, has a sense of entitlement about them. Yeah, that's a shame. So probably white, generally caught on social media doing something. Where'd it come from? Cunty. I think because it probably mm. is a bit of a middle America, middle-aged name that was popular Yeah. 40 years ago, Canon. Courtney will never be subject to such abuse. That's a solid name. Courtney will Courtney. be a porn star name until the cows come home. <laughs> from now until the end of porn all there will always be porn stars called courtney <laughs> yeah but that's not their real name that's just yeah. their name because it's so cool and todd is is literally like <laughs> the worst any character in any american show that's a douchebag <laughs> is called todd <laughs> so if the shoe fits the, yeah. the only todd. other bob good todd i've seen is a dog that um attacked a rattlesnake it was called Todd. Um, I'm going to say, I'm setting the bar very low, but mm. show me a better Todd. Uh, As Todd's... Um, no, than me. Oh, the dog, then me. The Todd. <laughs> uh, I think you're the only Todd that I know. There's a character in Zoolander called Todd who's uh, Will Ferrell's character's assistant. Todd! Are you not aware that I get farty and bloated with a foamy latte? My mistake, Jacqueville. Your mistake indeed. Have you seen <laughs> Zoe Bell? You know Zoe Bell? Nope. nope. She's a Kiwi stunt woman. You would know her from. Uh, she's in Django Unchained. She's in Death Proof. She's a Kiwi stunt woman. So I, I think she's on Quentin Tarantino's radar. So he put her in Death Proof as herself. And so oh. she's like the main stunt woman. So she does all her own stunts in that movie. That's cool. Which is mad. Like she's on the front of a car doing. I think it's called the. Sailors, the crow's nest. Oh, yeah. So, a car going really fast, and she's got a belt in each hand that's wedged into the door, and you just hold on to the belt and you go on the front of the car. So, she's in that, and then she has a small role in Django Unchained. 
Anyway, she, and I think she's doubled for Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. I imagine that's how they know each other. Oh. Um, but she did a viral, uh, sorry, like a Zoom uh, fight with loads of other famous actors. So she was like, who wants, who wants a fight? So it's basically she does a kick or something into the camera and then the next person on the thing does a reaction to that and then another like kick or a punch or a push or whatever and it goes for like five minutes and it's everyone like Scarlett Johansson, Rosario Dawson, Margot Robbie, Katie Tunstall's in it at the end, quite funny, um, friend of the podcast, Uh, who else? Loads, you name, go on, name one. I'm terrible with names. Yeah, me too. I can't, see if someone tells me their name, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'll, I'm even so bad with names that I know I'm bad with names and I'll listen to the name mm-hmm. and I'll say it like over and over in my head <laughs> but still <laughs> 10 seconds later I've forgotten it never forget a face but a name yeah name straight away. Like faces faces mm-hmm. I can I'm good with I know you I know you but <laughs> names I'm absolutely terrible with <laughs> I don't know why whenever Same with songs whenever song names, anybody says to me I'm bad with names I just think do you know who I am bad with manners yeah nah it's not I, I can't remember things I did yesterday, let alone someone's name. That's not bad manners. It's just having a shit memory. It's not. Because <laughs> I can remember. You you're only like that because you used to introduce yourself to people and they'd be like, "Who are you? How do we know each other?" The next time that they see you, they'd be like, "What? I've not met you before." <laughs> and they should at least remember your face. Doesn't matter if they don't remember your name. Hmm. You have to remember a face and the experience of meeting someone is more memorable than someone saying two words to you. But I think that the positive impact you can have on someone by going, it's Brian, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I'm John. But that's, no, that's the I'm thing. I'm Alan. <laughs> I know that. And I know that it's good to learn people's names. I know that yeah. I try. But mm. then at some point it just gets lost. Yeah. You've got to meet someone a couple of times to get a name really yeah. embedded in there. But I reckon if I've, asked to, if I've had to ask twice, then I'll remember their name. Yeah. Mm. But is you're doubling down because if you forget <laughs> their name, the second they'd be like, "That guy's an arsehole." Yeah. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. I I've got like an extended friendship group, kind of like a group of friends that I'm pals with one of their pals, and I've been to probably fifteen parties with these people and chatted to them all. And if you put them in a lineup in front of me, I wouldn't be able to tell you any of their names. Yeah. It's weird, that, isn't it's it? not great. That's why. That's the hide of bad mother. Manners. The hide of bad mother. I'll tell you who's the hide of bad mothers. Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's when name tags are good. Because if yeah. I can see a face and see a name written down, yeah, then. You'll end up using their name bingo. a lot more. And you're like, oh, right, right, right. Have, have, you yeah. s- have you ever tried or seen the thing? It's like an NLP thing. Darren Brown does it. And he's like, right, your name's Tony. So I think of toe knee uh, 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 what's in between a toe and a knee is a shin so whenever i see this guy i'm going to think shin and then i'm going to go back and be like oh that's in between a toe and a knee his name is tony <laughs> like but you not just remember shin but next I mean, time tony. i'll be like hey, shin. <laughs> yeah. yeah you'd get stuck on that word um but why am i calling this guy uh, yeah, was it calf or, <laughs> or like yeah if, if you're just desperate to remember someone's name and uh, you're like, what's, what's your name? Oh, it's John. John, John, John. And then the next time you see them, you're like, that's John. John, 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 John. He's like, hey, how are you? And you're like, I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of it. I like, I, I get quite a bit of anxiety when I meet someone for the first time. I don't know. Not, not always. But like yesterday in the, in 
when I was out biking. In the bushes? There were two, yeah, in the <laughs> woods. There were two guys, and like at the end, he was like, oh. <laughs> like, I've even forgotten one of the guy's names already. But he was, <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm someone so, so and so. And the other guy was called Lyle. And I was like, oh, nice. Well, Lyle. I know a guy called Lyle. So I've got your name. But like five seconds later, I was like, and I've forgotten your name. <laughs> I don't listen to the podcast. Like, what was your name? <laughs> I just told you. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I don't know why. I think, I think I'm just rude, maybe. Too or interested in what they're saying. Yeah. All that, I just think there's more important things. Because they're not like you've only got the capacity to remember 150 people at any one time. So constantly there's a process of the relegation battle (laughs) of names being like, oh, you're going to drop off. Yeah. Then new ones come in, push other ones down. Mm. That's why I'm also bad with like film, the actors' names and things, for example. (coughs) That's because I don't pay attention because I don't think I need to. I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. Maybe they're not humans. They're just <laughs> meat. <laughs> Screen. It depends Screen what you're meat. interested in, though, isn't it? Because Todd will watch a movie and be able to like recite yeah, loads of quotes. Your class with names, though, like my, Oren, Yeah. My brain's just wired that way. Yeah. yeah. Good manners. I've just like that weird memory of like see if some if something if I just like if it just tickles me or I just like it, I just think I'm gonna hold on to that. Yeah, like I'll have conversations with someone, and then two weeks later they'd be like, "I oh, remember you were saying that thing." I'd be like, "I don't remember." That. <laughs> yeah. No. Do you work on something for a, like, keep working on things in, in your head? Like, do you think about things? Like, I don't know how to work. I think about things, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> do you mean right, like Tony. if if I hear something I like, do I like try and get it in there? Yeah. Will you like? Compute it almost like consider it and like rework it in your head a little bit. Yeah, well, the the recent example of that is the guy, director sportif for movie star Chente, is this like very stereotypical Spanish, fifty year old guy, very like emotive and like loud voice, and his whole thing is like vamos chavales, vamos chavales, and when he was saying that the first time, I was like, that's cool, that means like go guys, but it's yeah. like. A I guess it's like it's almost like go cowboys like it's a slang term so then I was like right his name's Chente and that's what he says so I quite like that I wonder if I can just remember that and then when I was cycling yesterday I was like coming up the Crow Road and I was just like saying that to myself Mm, and I was just like yeah it's cool it's nice I like it just a bit of expression Corny you're looking like what what? You're looking like G.I. Joe's just, just, eyes going side to side. I'm just loving it. You just don't, you think, oh, what an idiot. No. Courtney's had a beer. I'm thrilled. Yeah, I'm quite comfortable. <laughs> I'm I, remember, full. I'm I comfortable. remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> what a story, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Did yeah. you see the Speciality Coffee Association, what they put out? Nope. They made a comment, which I didn't see, but then they retracted the comment and have apologized for saying something without thinking it through. What did they say? 
I don't know. I missed it. I missed what they said. They deleted it before I saw it. But Loads then, of comments be like, oh, come on, tell us what you said. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of stuff like that where it's mm. like, oh, I'm sorry for putting this out. And then they're like, yeah, oh, I don't know what you said now. Like, at least leave that up and then... And apologize for it. Yeah. yeah. But if you Have delete something, then it's like, oh, fair enough. Well, yeah, because it's a lot of what I've been seeing is it's okay to change your mind on something. Yeah. Like, don't be scared about changing your mind. So if you put something out, you can think about it a bit more mm. and then Proce- process of learning yeah as long as you're willing to acknowledge a mistake and apologize for it yeah mm. which yeah, is fa- yeah like no people problem learn. yeah uh, yeah but that's what you've been saying todd people just can't do the jobs properly why would it why would an association put some some content out and go shit we didn't think of that through yeah. i can only imagine it's because what it's one person they haven't like soundboarded it and gone eh, what do you think about saying something like this yeah. and taking another opinion on it they've just gone I think this is good and then out it goes and yeah. then someone's gone you yeah. know you're basically calling everyone something and now they're working with the core directive are they called the core directive let me, know, let me check <coughs> why can't people just do good stuff it's well, they are, it's but they are now doing good stuff. I, I mm. feel like it's it's actually quite nice in a way to see people make mistakes and then publicly correct them. Yep. I don't have any problem with that at all. So they're working with the core directive, which are a UK-based, world-focused, a coffee community of feministic diversity allies. Mm. So LGBTQIA+, and POC-friendly. And they do Zoom meetings uh, and coffee chats online. Go and find them on Instagram at the Core Directive. They're really good. Cool. Speaking Shout of Zoom meetings, have you seen that some celebrities are uh, charging for Zoom calls? What's that thing where you can pay for someone to say happy birthday or send a message to someone? Have you seen that before? But you can get like mm. Tony Hawk or John Barnes. Well, Tony Hawk was one of the people <laughs> on the cameo. But do you know what's strange is like all this stuff. Sinbad, do you ever want to talk to Sinbad? Sinbad who? He's that c- comedian. Uh, comedian, yeah. Tony Hawk. But Dr. I wouldn't Drew pay, I mean, if he's doing it for free, I'd have a Zoom, but I'm not going to pay. They're expensive. I bet they are. That terrible man, Jeremy Piven, is $400. Um, <laughs> but I think all that stuff kind of bugs me. Even the, you know how you can get a meet and greet with Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift. Courtney's had one. Um, yeah. You pay, I don't know, you pay maybe hundreds of dollars to get a photo with them and for them to say hello to you and i just think like back in the day it would be they'd be so glad to speak to the fans it's not even a thing and you see that with up and coming like uh stars rising stars who are like oh just spend time with the fans even like rock bands like back in the day would be selling cds at the end of a show yeah sitting at a desk and you go up and buy a cd as if you need the money yeah justin bieber yeah you know what we can make 10 grand off these mugs they already buy all my music. They already uh, buy all my merch. But look Would at you this. say no to 10 grand? I'm not, if, if I'm I not had, Justin Bieber. If I had f- however many millions, maybe billions that that guy has, then yeah. I probably would say no I to know, 10 but grand. That's like saying if you've got a thousand pounds in your bank. Ah, and someone says you, you want say, four pounds. Well, no, would you say no to a tenner? Yes. But the, would you? I would, I would say no to accepting a tenner for someone who just wanted a picture of me. Hey. But the point is, he is saying no to 10 grand because he's not accepting all of them probably yeah. it's up to yeah, him yeah he could be making a lot more money if he was just like oh, just talk to all of these people yeah or I promise 
pay someone 10 grand so that he could say hello to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's a bit like great corruptor. money yeah. grabbing. Mm. Yeah. If he, let's say he's worth 10 it's million. It's a business to him probably. Okay. He, let's say he's worth 10 million. He's worth a lot more than that, but 10 is a nice easy number. And let's say it costs $100 to meet him. So even if you're meeting, how many people you meet at the end of the gig? Maybe 20? So, quick maths, 20 times 100, I think that's two grand. Yeah. So, two grand out of 10 million is the, it's probably the same as someone saying to you, like, 20 pence for your poultry. The poultry figure that I pay you every week. <laughs> Would you pay Justin Bieber $10,000 to fuck off? <laughs> to, to flip a coin... <laughs> and if it lands on heads you get twenty thousand dollars yeah that's quite good so if you meet them if you're paying it then all that the part of the deal is that if they flip a coin they pay you back plus what you've paid yeah. you could probably do that with michael jordan pretty easy <laughs> michael got a game i think i'm the best at flipping coins what do you think <laughs> you gonna do this okay fine that's all i needed that's all i needed for him to do that and it it became personal with me i, I just listened right, about it, it. <laughs> All is a business. I it's wonder, do you know what would be great? That's because you're a capitalist could, corner. I know. If you could, if you could <laughs> like harness that into like the political world. Yeah. Then what now we're talking some real good stuff. Elaborate. Pay Boris Johnson 10 grand. To sit in a dark room? Yeah, and then just punch fuck out of him. <laughs> or pay Dominic Cummings 10 grand to punch Boris. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be, oh, be great. Yeah, pit them against each <laughs> yeah. other. To the death. Kind Dom's of like just paid me ten grand to. Yeah. To you you can pay twenty grand, and I'll call him off, and you get to punch him. <laughs> but a little bit Black Mirror-ish, isn't yeah. it? Like fuck a pig. Actually, give them both twenty <laughs> grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's an interesting time we live in. I gave Dominic Cummins ten grand to drive to Durham. He did it. Good yeah. man. <laughs> Loser. Do you know yeah. what? There's there's a an absolute uh, riotous Specsavers sponsorship deal for him, and waiting in the wings. <laughs> if someone clever from Specsavers is just like, mate, look, we've got this. It'll be hilarious. Get your eyes tested. Don't have to drive forty minutes to a castle. Just come to Specsavers. <laughs> driving, so driving forty minutes to a castle <laughs> to get your eyes checked. Should have gone to Specsavers. Fantastic. Perfect. That would be so good. Actually, you could do it without him. Yeah, you fuck him. You get the money to be Yeah. Can you? What? Yeah, like we don't know really the rules of what you can oh. say and what you can't say. I think it would just be <laughs> you upload a podcast and it gets taken down. Then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That'd be it. I mean, it would be cool if it was a world where you could put something up like, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't know. We d- we didn't obviously like obviously we don't want you to kill the president. Yeah. We're saying absolutely don't kill the president. <laughs> I know we could say that enough as subliminal messaging. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke. Kill him. Kill him. Did, um, kill him. That's another good Dave Chappelle uh, sketch where he's, uh, he's talking about him and his white friend Chad. <laughs> and they're talking about being in like really high in um, Times Square and they're like trying to find where they are. No, they're trying to find Times Square. <laughs> and they're on Ch- Times Square, and he, Chad's there, like smoking a joint. And he's like, "I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and ask those cops." <laughs> and Dave Chappelle's like, "Chad, no, don't go." <laughs> Chad's like walking over with his joint, like, "Hey guys, where's Times Square?" <laughs> the cops just looks at him like, 
man, you're on Times Square. Get out of here. <laughs> and then Dave Chappelle just sort of is like, wow, that was really lucky. Like, you got really lucky there, Chad. And then he's talking about him in a car and they're both really high speeding and drunk. <laughs> and they're both really drunk. And Dave Chappelle's got a joint in his hand and Chad's driving. And Chad pulls away from the lights and he's, and he's like, at the lights, he's like, looks right. He's like, I'm going to race him, Dave. I'm going to race him. <laughs> and then Dave Chappelle in his head's thinking like, Ah, I probably shouldn't race them, Chad. Like you're pretty drunk, but he's sat there, and when you've got a joint, it's like, man, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he races them, and then the police pull him over, and Chad, <laughs> the policeman's like, man, you were doing like a hundred back there. What are you doing? And Chad was like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and the policeman's like, fair enough. <laughs> like walks away. Dave Chappelle's like, what the hell? Yeah, it's the first time. He, f- he realized that black people couldn't get away with stuff that white people could. Yeah, that's mad. But yeah, watch it. He says it way better than I do, obviously. Is, is that his new one? Available on Netflix? I think a lot, yeah. I think that was on YouTube. Mm. Just if you search for Chad. Friend, but yeah, because that new one's a next Netflix special, but he released it on YouTube for free. Yeah. At the moment, I'm listening to an audiobook from Akala Natives. Oh, yeah. Which is incredible. And it's especially good because the bit that I'm on right now He's talking about um, sport people. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how at the Olympics, when they were talking about Usain Bolt, the th- the f- like the 100 meter race, like the biggest, most important race in, of all sport in history. Just before they aired that on the BBC, they uh, w- cut to a thing about how black people are genetically better at running the 100 meters. And they were talking about its link to slavery and things like this. Right. And like, he was just like, Yikes. That's the most ridiculous r- racist. And it's sub- like, I don't know whether, he, I can't remember whether he said it was subliminally racist or racist, but it's yeah. still racist. In it's its not sense. intentional. Yeah, right. because also the idea of you wouldn't say, oh, let's figure out why white people are at the top of the commercial industry. Because you don't look for those incentives, mm-hmm. but because a black person dominates the 100 meters, and 81 out of 82 people who've won the 100 meters ever have been black, yeah. the white race is offended. It's like trying so to find the reasons behind yeah, it. You know, they're, yeah, yeah. they're searching for something of why they're not superior. Yeah, a reason, a reason that cannot be you just have a better work ethic or you yeah. just, you've dedicated more of your life to being not just the best, but so much better than yeah. the other nine best 100 meter sprinters exactly they can't put it down to commitment or to work yeah it's got to be something that you're not responsible for exactly. it's, could you, could it's been well, done with long distance runners as well hasn't it yeah mm-hmm. they live at a higher altitude it's that thing of um going deeper than just that individual is spectacularly good at that yeah. like nobody's gone um why? What is it about Cristiano Ronaldo that makes him such a good footballer? Well, it was because Dedicated. Portuguese people have actually this six toes, and and, and uh, what that means on is the web. He, yeah, so he can actually flick the ball with a little bit more curl on it. And that. And like it's not about that. It's just like okay, he's a great footballer. Yeah. But yeah. there's no there's no sense of wanting to, um, or needing to delve deeper as to why that might be, especially not from exactly. like a genetic standpoint, where it almost diminishes. Yeah the individual's uh, ability to just endure, go through pain, train hard, sacrifice. What about Lance Armstrong? But there's not, well that was drugs. Well exactly, So, but people were kind of like, you you can't be that good. 
Well, there was actually an argument at one point to do with his ability to survive cancer. So his body, the genetic makeup of his body, metabolism or whatever it was, the way he responded to the chemotherapy was also the way he responded to drugs. So that's why even though everyone was mm. doping, he was so much better yeah. than everyone and it's just his body just makeup. But yeah. again, it's genetics in a way that's not maybe tied to race. It's just mm-hmm. tied to freak, why. yeah, X, Y chromosome, exactly, whatever. And that's the point is that genetics, like what you were talking about, altitude and stuff, that's a geographical yep. thing. That's not a yeah. genetic so thing. So even people could live at those altitudes yeah. and probably do as well. And maybe genetically like if you think of genetics genetics take a long time to make any difference Mm -hmm. it's not that um even if you have a two olympic 100 meter male and female athletes who have a child that child may have a higher chance through genetics of doing it but still without the training they're not going to be there as well right Mm -hmm. like so um i don't think anyone's argument is that genetics might not have a role but i don't think that the idea of bringing that into genetics because the white yeah race uh, has no race place in it. yeah it's genetics race. maybe had a push possibly but then they were all, like akala then goes on to say it's like no one no one thinks to ask that question in other circles so he would never ask why have countries that have dominated football always followed fascist regimes <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. germany after mm. the second world war dominated yeah. Spain after Franco dominated Brazil dominated Italy dominated yeah it's like all of these countries like maybe he was like he's not going to say that and that's probably not true maybe it is who knows but (laughs) he's not it's not something that he's going to go into because no one's questioning that Mm. because it's well it's uh, more of is it like the again systematic racism where it's uh, it's sort of built in so anything so that's built in as the the norm or whatever and then anything that's out with that must be questioned in the same way that like everyone who's all up in arms about black lives matter um like nobody wanted all lives matter until black lives matter came along like nobody wanted um like straight pride until there was gay pride like it's it's all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff it's like well anything that's about to almost like subvert the the status quo is always feared and then tried to be rejected by the people in power. Guess yeah. who they are? White men. In the NBA, 74.4% of all players are black. That was in 2015. Mm-hmm. wonder why that is. How many coaches are black? How many owners no are idea. black? No owners are black. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. So why, why do you think, what causes that? Is it because black kids grow up and they're like, I see this as my way out? Well, I see this as my way of earning money? Funnily enough, a reading about the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule was that you have to um, at least shortlist one black person for roles, uh, coaching roles, team development, all that stuff. You always have to have one black person on the shortlist. So it wasn't so much a quota filling thing as it was just a softly, softly, Mm -hmm. let's not try and be so racist. And almost within a year, they so they introduced it, they said they were going to do it, and then a year later it started. And in a very short amount of time, they found that the amount of roles for backroom staff, coaches and stuff, went to more black people. And it wasn't because, it was just because they were given more of a, an opportunity and it kind of came down to um yeah like looking at cvs mm-hmm. 
and just mm. being like almost looking at names and like i think it's well documented like a white sounding name has a whatever percent more chance yeah. of getting an interview than a black sounding name mm. so yeah, it's all that kind of stuff where it's 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 subtle or again uh, from me a white male it's subtle enough that you maybe wouldn't notice it but mm-hmm. If you're on the receiving, if you're someone who's, you know you're qualified, but for some reason you're not getting the breaks, I mean, yeah, it must be a load of bullshit. Yeah. Just frustrating more than anything. Akala talks a little bit about that, about that as well, saying how when he was growing up, the um, two options for the majority of kids, even, I think he said even now, like working in schools, is that he says that footballer and rapper are the two goals of. Um, uh, what black children can mm-hmm. identify themselves with, what black boys can identify themselves with, mm-hmm. when they get out of it, and like he was saying, like how, how that is, and that culture, and the perception of those individuals on the media has also done that. The idea that the NBA is players are predominantly black mm-hmm. is also a way of white people glorifying black people in that sport as well. Whereas how many. How many people are celebrated as being black scientists, and how many people are celebrated as being black authors? Or mm-hmm. uh, celebrity always is in the media, though. Like scientists, yeah. people don't really write about scientists. Even even if a black scientist came up with a cure for a coronavirus, probably wouldn't wouldn't be spoken. Yeah, and even and that even goes further into history of how white people have written history is that. Mm-hmm. All of like Einstein and all of these characters and ju- who have appeared in history have all mm. been white as well because that's the direction of it as well. I so wonder, yeah, how much of that that's create. It's all created as in like we as a society don't celebrate uh, amazing black history. Well, no, no, it's not. Don't put words in my mouth, <laughs> Courtney. For fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like so, we as a society. We're much like you know who Kim Kardashian is. You know who Miley Cyrus is. Courtney knows Selena Gomez, all her albums. You know who Raheem Sterling is. You know who Beckham. Oh, what the point? Right, stop, stop, stop. A big achievement would be like being the first professor, or like, as you say, curing coronavirus, or coming up with an amazing invention that's going to help climate change, or whatever it is. But those things aren't celebrated because they're boring. Yeah, they're not interesting mm. enough. Whereas Kim Kardashian's glitz glamour, yeah. you know, you're bread and butter, mate. <laughs> um, same like footballers, it's it's right it's there. It's lifestyle. And also they, they do maybe are more crossover. Peter Crouch, footballer. Oh, yeah. t- t- that out, but that's not really right <laughs> now. But like footballer, um, podcaster, now television presenter. So he's a crossover, and a lot of footballers are like that. They're in, uh, they're on Instagram. They're already advertising. They're already yeah, yeah. doing bits and pieces. Whereas like uh, Jeff Palmer, know who Jeff Palmer is? Nope. Don't nope. know who. Right. Educate us. Pair of jokes. He's the first black professor in Scotland. So why would you not know that name? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I don't know who the first white professor in Scotland. Is. Yeah, because it because it was probably a long. Where, when when was Jeff Palmer? Um, in recent memory mm. yeah. <laughs> like eight, eight, 70s 80s he's contemporary he's still living I think he's, he's retired now, retired now yeah. but he's uh, the professor of he was the first pr- <laughs> professor in Scotland 
and he's like a badass when it comes to his brewing brewology or whatever you call oh. it that's his ah, yeah. thing uh, you were talking about him last mm-hmm. week I you? certainly was yeah. he's never far from my mind Jeff mm-hmm. um, but I think that like what an amazing achievement that is yeah. whereas I know more about Peter Crouch yeah and that's just bullshit yeah you, you know about Peter Crouch because he's consumable media for you oh, because he's given more exposure isn't mm-hmm. it yeah like but why, why in the same breath would I not be having a beer and thinking Jeff Palmer's got something to do with this beer? Because you watch football. I drink beer. Yeah, I know, but you don't really think of anyone who brews beer, do you? Do Jeff, you think? Jeff do you think Palmer. of the master brewer right. who's working see if for I can tenants find while you're doing that? Let me, let me see if I can find your big juicy Jeff Palmer. Right, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we should get him in here. He's an OBE. I would, lo- I would love to have him on. Get him on. He would be class. Do you, think he would do, do you think he would do any coffee brewing? Or is he just beer brewing? That's a great one for the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Episode 11. Get him on, Jeff Todd. Palmer. Yeah. We're okay, back. Right. So he, he discovered the barley abrasion process. Yeah. You mentioned this before. He's the first European... Uh, sorry. Yeah. The, he's the first... The, uh, sorry. <laughs> the fourth person and the first European to be honoured with the American Society of Brewing Chemists. Award of distinct uh, award of distinction, which is pretty much the Nobel pr- Prize of Brewing. Sorry, I've got a little stutter. He's a knight. Lives in Midlothian, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, and he's a human rights activist. Yeah, man. Oh, we should. Get him so why get is there not right? If he he's discovered the barley abrasion process, so key to the brewing of beer. I don't know if it is actually. I'm kind uh, of, you need I'm editorial, editorializing down. a little bit. But why mm-hmm. is there not a mention of Jeff Palmer in the same way, Tony, that um, the Reinheitsgebot is mentioned on the back of German beers? Why not the Je- the Jeff Palmer um, barley abrasion process? Then people would know maybe yeah. about so, this. Yeah. But then, why isn't but then you need to talk to brewers. Exactly. Yeah. You need to talk to brewers and breweries and say, "Do you know this guy?" Mm. And he, find out why they don't yeah so like who do you, who do you know like where does this all come from i bet half and they'll probably be like oh, some white guy somewhere half of them will just be like oh, we just do what we're told yeah mm-hmm. exactly. we're just we're just employees we get taught I mean, there's still still not a reason for wider society not to be celebrating him mm-hmm. if he was given the exposure that a football was given the fact yeah. is there's too many saying that on the same time like look at um marcus rashford so marcus rashford for pm I don't, I he's a bit young. He's too young. Yeah. But there's loads of hashtags for that. <laughs> is that? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's also part of this consumer culture is like let's consume him now and put mm. him as PM. It's like he's done a great thing. Mm. Let's give him the space that he needs to continue yeah. doing good things. Let's not yep. swarm him with the media and like over overdo him at twenty two he's twenty two? Yeah. Like, like let's let him build up it is his political identity if he wants to stay in politics by being guided by people like Diane Abbott all these politicians who are able to like give him history of the right way to do politics you'd also be concerned to some extent that knowing what the British media are like they love to build someone up to tear them down yeah he'll slip up somewhere exactly as a a young 22 year old man like he's going to make a mistake somewhere and the same press that are saying let's build them up let's build them up yeah. they'll be the first ones to Rashford pictured outside a nightclub with, pants with, down. with his pants down yeah. like but they'll also talk about his salary and how the taxpayer yeah, needs to pay yeah, for yeah. all these free meals and he gets paid X amount a year 
yeah surely but you then know, again we're back but there's a systematic racism in the press as well so yeah. yeah can't just be like good job yeah. that's great you can actually Keep see going. that there was a, a thing about I can't remember who the other player was I th- I'm sure it was Phil Foden who's like England hotshot plays for Man City white guy and a black footballer same age same salary I think and they both bought their mum's houses in Manchester and it was yeah. like the way it was reported was like Phil Foden isn't he a lovely lad buying his mum a house and then the black footballer was reported like flashy blingy it's Raheem Sterling was it was yeah, it I, I, don't, I wasn't sure if it was someone as high profile as that oh no it was because it was that's why it was so high profile yeah, yeah and it was that. just like look at the reporting yeah. we've both done the same thing but yeah yeah, yeah that's just Fair, like really well done to Marcus Rashford because he's taking the opportunity of football restarting again at the weekend as well mm-hmm. and he was like right person right time yeah of of being able to put his voice out he realized how much power his voice had in that moment and used it for good and like there's i'm sure there's a lot of people that would get overlooked in that situation mm-hmm. and he's managed to construct it in a way like by writing an open letter and putting it out there i just thought like everything about the way that he seemed to do it and the amount of coverage that I don't know whether he himself or whether he has a group of PR people as well around him who help him with this type mm-hmm. of thing, I don't know. But um, fair play to how, how he's put that yeah. all together. Because like, for me, it came across so good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they, the response was so fast as well, you know? Yeah. It was like undeniable. And it is an undeniable issue, like if you think about it. Like, yeah. how, can you, how can you say no? in this situation in yeah. the current climate when you've been given businesses massive paychecks and then to survive and then you can't give children school meals yeah. um, but yeah football itself has a lot of issues like mm. and I think it's because all those stupid white bald football hooligans yeah uh, I mean the, the irony of uh, a group of chinless mm. fucking excuse my language <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> uh, like I had said this to you earlier yeah. but um, protecting the statue of Robert Peel <sighs> the founder of the police by fighting the police is just like I can't I can't get on with it and it makes me angry it appeals to the the um, the violent mm-hmm. man in me yeah stop it please We went out to Proven Mill on Sunday to look at puppies <laughs> for Shan's brother. And on the way back, we did a little tour and I wanted to take us to um, the Proven Mill Arms, which was a gangster pub. It's not there anymore. And then we came back through town and we drove down to George Square and basically did like a loop of George Square just to see what was going on. And it's, I mean, like, draw a, a bigoted racist Scotsman. I could I could feel the hate coming off it. Yeah, I could just feel that there was like a bad energy in there. So we did a loop, and then we went back and we did another loop, sort of just looking at these fucking just animals. Like like we always talk about the echo chamber, but like it doesn't take much to pop your bubble to realize that you're 
you're very much cocooned in this like left thinking um progressive society sure. bubble to look at like a, a facebook comments on beverly knight's thing that she did about somebody uh i'm rambling here a wee bit yeah, but never read the comments um somebody graffitied the robert bruce monument and uh sprayed racist king on it and uh, beverly knight a uh, fa- fantastic singer fantastic voice um she did a post that was like look this is incendiary this is uh these antagonistic um what's the word when you it's like they've done it from within to try and oh like um dis it was like disinformation but basically she was like do your homework robert the bruce was the king of scotland in whatever the 1400s like nobody went to africa until the 1600s so he was long gone Mm -hmm. so the idea that you would just spray racist king to try and like get some anti-black lives matter feeling uh, like you know try and be like well they're just graffitiing any shite and it's just i mean i read the comments after that and there was still people banging that like all lives matter drum there's still people saying like oh it's just a load it's just a uh, a load of shite just like yeah just be cool with it go along with it support it why do you need to fight this I, I don't get why there are people who are going nope I think people are afraid of losing what they've got right because they yeah. think they have what they're entitled to and what they've been entitled to yeah. and that entitlement came at the cost I mean there's there's a load of people saying it better yeah, and it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty clear. Like, if you didn't know before, then you d- should definitely know. Like now, yeah. That um, yeah, uh, these people uh, are just fucking ignorant. Yeah, well, exactly. Why? Why would you? Even if you were like, I'm never going to change my mind. Why would you not just read the book? Yeah. See if you can get like a confirmation bias or whatever it is. From yeah. read the book and then see if you can think in your little tiny Neanderthal brain. Do I have a counter argument for these facts? Yeah. But there are people that just don't want to change, which is fine if people just want to stay in their lane, but they don't need to contribute to the hate. I think that yeah. lane is hatred, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I think that's the position that they're in. Is that if you're. And if, I don't you're pa- if everyone was passive. Hmm. Or if, let's say, this typical thing that. Um, a lot of people were brought up on is that not to see color, right? Like, in a sense, that wouldn't be a problem if racism didn't exist. Yep. Right? Mm. Is that right, fair to say? I don't know. But this this idea that racism exists is means that people, like, if you're not seeing color, then you're not a- actively anti, or being actively anti-racist is only mm. making the system worse because you're not challenging or saying those people that these people are out for hatred. If you're racist, then you're hating a race, mm. which is the only thing to go against that is to actively not hate, hate that race or to actively love that race. Isn't yeah. That right? uh, well, I think I think I see what you're saying. Like, it's now quite clear, or to me anyway, and I think everyone in this room is that if you're not it's kind of if you're not with us you're against us yeah. by default there's no sitting on the fence anymore you're either anti-racist or you're racist yeah because racism is it's not just calling someone the n-word mm-hmm. it's um not 
challenging the power structures and status quo that's in place just now, which is uh, systematically racist. Mm -hmm. So if you're not challenging that, then you want it to stay the same so you're racist. That That's kind of the... Yeah. I but what would precede that is for people just to say we're privileged. Like That's kind of the bottom line, isn't it? Us as white people, mm -hmm. white males, white women, is just to say... Hey, we we've had a we've had a good a good go at things. We we've had all of the opportunities that have come our way because of the history. We'll acknowledge that and do things in your power moving forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. change yeah, uh, uh, or uh, yeah, not even to change it, but to acknowledge it and kind of just be a bit more aware. But I suppose it's maybe uh, yes, you you're right because it's if people acknowledge their privilege. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the first step yeah. to being like, well, we need to change this. I've benefited from a systematically racist society and yeah. power structure. So how do I go about undoing yeah. 450 years of mm -hmm. shite for a race based that's just been based on there? Yeah. And um, all those people protecting that statue are, are not ever going to think that way. They're just like, mm, no, this is our land. This is us. Yeah, that's our identity. It, I mean, it's the same with um, in, in what you see with like populist populism with immigration is that we want to stop. It's like this classic line. Wh whose podcast is it? Is it Rennie Edda Lodge's podcast where the intro is talking? It's like a a snippet of a of a um, someone saying, "Oh, we." It's not that we don't like immigrants it's just that we have enough of them in this country or something you know mm. and like that sentiment doesn't only mean that this person is um doesn't like immigrants it means that he's still continuing to imagine immigrants as something negative so yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you've got that negative connotation of a minority that are within society then that's always going to play a role in how you go about your daily life and doing things yep. so if you can't remove that negative opinion of something which comes through this systematic thing mm -hmm. and comes through yeah. this whole inherent prejudice yeah of, and probably runs through families mm -hmm. and generations and generations and generations of things that have been made and structures that are there in place especially things like the police force and things that have been there f for hundreds of years or mm -hmm. however long they've been there um, and I think all of probably a lot of these people who are defending statues, they obviously think they're right. Yeah. And that's the scary thing is that yeah. this system is so dominant that it's, and the media have perpetuated this whole thing to make them think that they're in the right they noble be position. That, should they? They should just, like, like, it doesn't need to be acknowledged that they're guarding the statue it should just be excluded from the media but they? even let's say let's say you're in that position where you think right granddad fought in the war mm -hmm. he had such respect for churchill and because of that then dad had respect for churchill and he taught me to respect churchill right so i respect churchill so i'm going to go down to churchill statue and i just don't want anyone to damage the statue that's that's my uh hardwired belief right now is that um, Churchill was a good guy and I just don't want anyone to chop his head off mm. okay so I'm going to go down and I'm just going to protest that this statue is protected and then you go down there and there's 
a bunch of football hooligans with their tops off, skinheads, doing the uh, Heil Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you not immediately look to the side and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, my <laughs> friend. Um, can you just clarify what are you right? Because uh, well, what I thought was that Churchill was a sort of against the Nazis, and and sort of what you're doing is is, is sort of the Nazi salute. So, um, is it me that's the wrong? Or is it you sort of got the wrong side of the? Because you'd think that if you did a Nazi salute, sh- are you going to damage the statue? <laughs> or are we, if we're on the same team. I don't. I don't know if I. Right. <laughs> Shall we read some books and just make sure we know exactly what's going on? Like, it's just fucking mad that yeah. like that's the the sort of uh, narrative, and that you, you wouldn't change your mind a hundred percent. I like if I'd gone down to like if we'd arrived at the BLM protest two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there were loads of people doing Nazi salutes, I think I'd be like, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Right, back to drawing board. Yeah. But, you know, because you you want to find the, or in a protest scenario, you're looking for the tribe that all believe the same thing as you. So I would say if you're not, if you're down protecting that statue and there's people doing Hitler salutes, if you're not leaving straight away, Mm -hmm. you might as well be doing a Hitler salute too. So there's probably a lot more of the people doing the Hitler salute than the others. So the gang of the Hitler salute is bigger. Yeah. And, people going mm, maybe i'm not yeah. supposed to be here they'll leave but the because the crowd's so big of those idiots mm. i mean that still looks shit yeah i mean that's the big what you've just said is like if someone's doing something and you th- it's a it's not in the realm that you're thinking that you're believing in then you do have to learn about it but more mm-hmm. isn't it it's like oh yeah. I should, maybe i should ed- educate myself yeah. about something because there's not there's something different between us whereas a lot of people will leave that or cover it with something else and that's where this dissonance like yeah. this cognitive dissonance becomes in believing something without actually understanding it yeah. right it's like i've got this false belief because of these this conditioning of media and conditioning of other things that helps me believe that yeah. and being in these circles of people and and not stepping out the side the circle to question my beliefs only encourages those beliefs again yeah, and that's the that's the echo chamber, right? But equally, like when we were going down to the Black Lives Matter, there was a guy standing with a, a little sign that said "ACAB." Yeah, and I was like, "That? I wonder what that is." I was like, "Oh, maybe he's meeting a f- pal that he's never <laughs> met before." ACAB. Oh, ACAB. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> um, and then so got to the thing, saw a few more ACAB, ACAB. So like, what's ACAB? And then. Um, Somebody, or, or what was it? It was like uh, somebody said, "Oh, it's all cops are bastards." And in my head, I was like, oh, "I don't know if I do. I agree with that." Like that's you kind of saying that like all police are. I know police that are fine. And then so I went home and I was like, "What does that? What does ACAB mean? What? Why do people say that?" And then it's basically it's a political thing of so more or less. If you're not trying to. Uh, change the system and you're working in the system then you are a bit you're a bastard you're you're a racist because you're you're working for the system that is systematically racist so i understand it and probably do i agree with it it's not it's not terminology that i would use to protest yeah Yeah. but i would i i understand the uh the sentiment behind it because it's more or less what i'm saying which is if you're not 
anti-racist. If you're not actively anti-racist, you're racist. So equally, if you're not going home from the Churchill protest and being like, why were people doing Nazi salutes on the Churchill thing? Yeah. And getting an answer that's like, well, some people believe that actually um, Churchill was just as much of a fascist as uh, Hitler was. So that's why they were doing the Nazi salute. Yeah, It's just fucking weird. Definitely. And I think like this all cops are bastards thing mm. like it shows how important a role language has in how to communicate things as well yeah and the same i mean it's not the same but this idea that black lives matter like is the right message like that's un- undeniably yeah. what we're talking about now so when people come in with this idea that all lives matter it's the fact that they're not understanding the argument is that they're thinking that the argument is something different, so yeah. they're saying this all. Yeah. So they're again, they're probably uh, there's probably a lot of them who are meaning it negatively because they're using it as a derogative way of being yeah. racist. But yeah. there may be may well be some people who believe that all rights matter, all lives matter, yeah, yeah. which no one's arguing with. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that right now we're talking about an yeah. issue that is that black people are, and minority ethnic groups are being. Um, discriminated or murdered so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why we're talking about uh, black and also that that exists on a um, a sort of pyramidal uh, thing where all lives mattering is at the top of the pyramid and at the bottom of the pyramid shall we say is white lives black lives Hispanic lives Asian lives all the different types of lives yeah and if you take one of them away, then the, you can't have the top of the pyramid because mm. the pyramid doesn't stand up. Exactly. Yeah, they're so obviously like looking at it and going, oh, well, this Black Lives La- Matter protest, they're obviously just saying only Black Lives Matter. Y- yeah. yeah. People, Instead of going, people are assuming everyone. That, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what You just need to listen. Yeah. And this, it's, there's a lot of, uh, at the same time, there's a lot of language that I think that I do have to think about a little bit more. And I question whether this is the part of, um, the s- learnt racism that is that I've um, I've learnt myself mm-hmm. and that I'm trying to unlearn or detangle in that for example um, so right they were talking I saw someone talk about how because there's a load of people looting and burning we shouldn't be judging like we're not judging uh a protest by the most aggressive people like when but would um if that's the case like the police are judging it by the most aggressive people basically but we're not if we're not able to judge the police by their most aggressive actions then how is that equal in fairness so yeah, yeah. like the fact that all cops are bastards i disagree with because mm-hmm. i do think there are nice people who are in the police force trying to make reforms and trying to make changes but unquestionably, all the people who are doing these things are bastards or worse than I mean, mm. murderers or whatever. But this language then gets con- confusing and starts in arguments that aren't worth having, I don't think. Because yeah, yeah. what this message is meaning isn't that all cops are bastards. It's meaning something else. And But like this argument that people can have over that, I think that's like one of the downsides of, of yeah. language in protest and the same way that okay let's say there were some people going to that uh, statue saving I don't know what is savior is the wrong thing but mm. they're going to protect statues 
and maybe there were some people there and I hope there were some people there who are now have left that and gone wow I was in the wrong yeah. place like yeah. I hope that's the case because they'll see the worst yeah, yeah but then again can you judge it by the worst but generally the worst was a lot higher as in on an average yeah. of what like how you how we saw yeah. i thought we could do a hot five minutes about the day that courtney almost quit the band Oh yeah. Want to talk us through that? I got bored. That was it. And not that I got bored, I just kind of thought. Did you have personal stresses at the same time that were conflicting? No, with your I work? just, I, I just thought, who wants to sit and listen to me? What changed your mind about leaving? Mm. Actually, go back a step. No. I'd, mm. What made you want to leave? Like, apart from like, not many listeners. Did you? Not no, no. It? it was, it was never anything to do with listeners or anything like that it was more just me kind of thinking why why do why 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 do i think people want to listen to me talk i'm just so humble that i wouldn't imagine anybody no, i just didn't have enough to stuff to say my little mousy voice <laughs> so Todd's annoying. on that i see todd enough in a week <laughs> with that argument would you now say that um you do have m- enough to say or that people no. should be listening to you. No, I think it was when your mom said <laughs> the band really uh, struggled with the two people. Yeah. And that she felt that it was better if there was three of us. So oh, yeah. I just I had to listen to the fans. I like to think it was like when um, Dennis Rodman went to Vegas and yeah. just didn't come yeah. back. And then I Michael jordan you back into life, slapped mm-hmm. you in the face and was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd forgotten that you hadn't done an episode. Yeah. I think it was more the setup thing as well. I just couldn't really be bothered with the whole uh, traveling circus idea. It's nice that it's set up. I like things when they're structured. I like things when they're done. Like you like your racism, yeah. <laughs> 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 ha, ha, ha. Um, no, but we've we've not got a podcast studio, but essentially everything lives here and it just gets set up here and it's easy. We just it, sit down, we do it, and we can go about our daily lives. It is way better here. As much as I enjoyed. Breakfast and stuff that was good. Breakfast and yeah. visiting your lovely homes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's nice to it's have. It's when it's in there. We did one in each, did we? Yeah. Yep. Um, good one. Yep. Two Zoom ones. Yeah. Also, Zooms. that's where you jumped out, wasn't it? At Zoom. I jumped out in the second Zoom because again, I just just like the quality is terrible. Yeah. It the was. sound, it, like I wouldn't listen to it, and therefore, if I don't want to listen to it, then I don't want to be a part of it. They were hard. Mm. Ones. Yeah. yeah, and that was our, 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 our we had a guest on the one you went yeah. Kirsty yeah she filled my boots I'm just telling you right now Peter you want to know Peter I'm just telling you right now here's the thing Peter. you're stepping over a line now. you're stepping over a line you know you are Peter you want to know I'm just telling you right now Peter put your manners back in Peter, 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 Peter. Put your manners back in. If you were stood on a bridge, like far away from being able to do anything, and there was a train track, and uh, the train was coming along the track, and there were 10 
let's say, 20 old people tied to the track. And the train was going to run over them. Are they naked or are they <laughs> fully clothed? <laughs> Ask them for the scan. Yes. <laughs> so they're on the Go track. On. And the, the only way, there's another track going off, and the only way you can divert the train is by pushing one child off the bridge that you're on. Ah. Would you Would you do it? Do you know the child? Uh, no. For the no. It could be child Hitler. Could be a child Hitler. Uh, yeah. How, so do the, you, how do you weigh the balance of one yeah, life? It's like judging the balance of one life against, and the fact that we're thinking about it—that it's one young life compared to twenty old lives. How mm. old, uh, roughly? Let's say they're over seventy, all of them. Okay, and there's twenty of them. There's twenty of them. You'd hope that the train would. Sorry, you'd hope that the train would stop after it's gone over a couple of people, <laughs> so it might not get all twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it would slow them down a bit. Yeah. The train's going 400 miles an hour. <laughs> no chance of stopping before it and gets the, to the, the people aren't that fat. My okay, my right. gut, my gut would say, the Economist view would be, which scenario carries the more potential um, weight of useful years of life. So yeah. let's say that the child is going to have how old is the child five five no pre-existing medical condition <laughs> <laughs> they're no. they're going to have 60 years of potentially quality life mm, you could argue that 20 70 year olds might only have 20 years between them might only have 10 might have 30 40 still not as much as 60 yeah so you'd say let, let the train have them <laughs> so now we'll say we bring that balance of old people up to the same same thing so that this question never ends basically it keeps going yeah. to the point in which there's let's say there's now 40 old people on the track and one child mm-hmm. on the bridge mm-hmm. train could never get over 40 people couldn't well That's let's say i would still let the train go let, yeah, let's yeah the train let the would train only go. plow through five then let's say there was 100 old people on the track <laughs> train 400 people on train. the track old people old people train why are you trying to kill old people so much? <laughs> well, I, ju- I just think they're a drain on resources. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's 400 people against one child. Oh, I'd kick yeah. the child so fast. You'd kick the child. Mm. Would right. you? Yeah. Let's, by, let, by how many? Let's say 50 old people? Less I, than? I'd say how, fa- how far away is the bridge? 20. It's really far away. Could be anyone's like, granddad. You can't make it. You can't can I shout it. across? No. Can you throw the kid towards it? You're old enough to understand. <laughs> How did you get yourself in this situation? <laughs> that's, you should know. It's the, the trick orgy, isn't it? The trick old people's orgy. I'm just going to tie Everyone you up. Everyone okay? take your clothes off. <laughs> but that's interesting. I'm sure a therapist would have something to say about the fact that you're trying to call to the people to justify your argument. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a therapist, so I don't know. Yeah. But okay, Courtney, we'll go to you now that you've said. Oh, uh, what? How many? Like, oh, surely 20. Uh, like, I, I, I would I would hate myself for it but I would, I would you'd kick push the, the child yeah. off the bridge would oh, you I'd ex- kick him off you'd kick them off nah <laughs> I, I'd <laughs> yes I'd gently <laughs> push him power bomb uh, oh sorry oh, fucking <laughs> could you go down yourself you could take the place of the boy be selfless no then then you die and the old people die no because you said <laughs> and the boy dies you, no, the boy would just <laughs> stand over so what now, happened <laughs> So now the question is, but you can basically just adjust it. 
yeah. to find out like different things. So the fact that how high does the bridge have to be? Would it be certain death or a possible? What would oh, you prefer? Would it be right. they definitely die or that they maybe die? Right. Yeah. Or okay. would it be like? Yeah, you just have to push the kid off the bridge. You don't know that the they're going to die or not die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, if there were, would it increase your chance if there was if it was really high and there was water underneath? Oh. And it's like trying to balance these moral this moral balance between the things to what end yeah and could you not just walk away so that you can go aha <laughs> you're a bad person there's this kid standing on the bridge he could have saved all those old people he chose not to that train's going quite fast <laughs> or the other yeah that's the other one is whether that kid has to live through his life his or her life of knowing that that position that he was in yeah. But that would probably be a driving force. Yeah, he could be. Because I would actually best. save the kids and I'd be like, you know what, I've just done. <laughs> I've just sacrificed 50 old people for yeah. you. 5,000 <laughs> old gonna people. You're going to cure cancer. <laughs> You're going to score a World Cup winning goal for Scotland. You are going <laughs> to make me rich. You're going to do well, actually, and make, he turns me, around make and me rich. Like, no, that's selfish. But <laughs> yeah, like, you're going to do good for humanity. Then you better. Or else I'll meet you back on this bridge in 50 years <laughs> and you're going up. <laughs> oh, when you're on that line down there, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, push a yeah. kid off for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. One of them is whether you know the people who are on the line. You know, I, and that yeah. things like that of like relativity of your relationship with different things. I, I think if I knew anybody involved, they're getting saved. Yeah. Unless right. I knew the kid and the adults, Ooh. in which it's just who do I prefer? Yeah. <laughs> what if it was your kid and My your parents? Save the kid. Save the kid. Yeah. Parents would want you to save the kid. Yeah, because uh-huh. they would save their kids. So right, okay. What about easy? Uh, Give me a hard uh, one. <laughs> what about if it was Shan? Save Shan down there, and your kid. What are you calling Shan old? <laughs> Fuck <Not> you! <laughs> you saying that Shan likes old people orgies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. How does she get tied up in the middle of this? <laughs> How dare you, Shan? What are you doing there? Then Shan's I the definitely let the train go. That's where you've been going every Saturday night. You leave me alone with this wee bastard. <laughs> um, let's just round it up by saying thanks very much for listening to series one of the Anti-Coffee Coffee Club we have done 10 episodes that means you've wasted about 10 hours of your life sorry about it <laughs> uh, we'll be back with series two next week <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably just keep it rolling if we, if we can think of anything to say we'll just keep going um, thanks to everyone who's supported the podcast so far as always you want to get in touch Anti-Coffee Coffee club on instagram any questions for courtney any feedback anything you like let us know um and uh, in the meantime see you next time dreamers like a tree and get out of here.